When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. You know that fresh produce is the best produce. That's why at Kroger, we invest in local farmers to bring you seasonal picks that taste fresh from the farm good like sweet corn, refreshing watermelon, and juicy peaches. So whether you're a delivery lover, a picker-upper, or you shop in-store, your local produce always tastes 100% fresh, or you get a 100% refund guaranteed. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Hey now, it's Brace for Impact, and I'm your host, Mike Gilbert, and I'm joined this week by a very special guest, my homeboy, Josiah McDonald. How are you doing, Josiah? I am doing all right, Mike. How are you doing? Dude, I'm doing great, doing great. I'm really excited to have you. You know, I uh, when JD hit me up today and said that he could not make it, he is on the road. He is on assignment. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's coaching a wrestling tournament out of uh, out of town, and he had uh, he's stuck in a hotel room right now, probably with some other dude, so he wasn't able to uh, to join the pod tonight. Um, I I was like, you know, you know what I need, you know, Impact. Their parent, it's Impact Twenty, right? It's the 20th anniversary. Their parent company is Canadian company. Scott Demore, executive vice president, Canadian, the world heavyweight champion, Canadian, the number one contender to the world heavyweight championship, Canadian. I need to get me a Canadian. You're the first name that came <laughs> up, man. How's it going? <laughs> uh, not bad. Not bad. It worked out very well because uh, I, uh, Josh Nason asked me to recap impact for this week, uh, filling in for someone. So I just, I went for it. And, yeah. uh, and then I messaged you and uh, JD about, uh, does it air live on the YouTube, which is basically semi live. So right. uh, it's because if it would, if it did, I would be able to recap it. If it didn't, otherwise I I probably wouldn't be able to. <laughs> yeah. And uh, thankfully it did. So now I'm here. So <laughs> yeah, man. Well, uh, shout out to uh shout out to Josh Nason. Uh, 
I uh, I'm glad that you brought him up. He's a cool dude, man. He is um he's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing right now, or how I got kind of not. He's not a reason why I got connected to Fight Game, but he's like he's like loosely like and he and I told him this recently, but like he's kind of the one of the reasons why I got my gig because he went he went onto the fight game the Fight Game Media Facebook page and said that he was looking for some recappers. Um, and to send him an email if uh, if any of us were interested. I was not yet writing at that point. I was just thinking about getting into the writing game and stuff like that. I had been kind of uh, uh, being creatively unfulfilled since I had quit my old podcast back in 2017. So I shot him an email, and uh, and he and I gave him a writing sample of some stuff that I had done before, but it was never really a recap uh, deal. And uh, he was very nice. And he goes, you know, go, you know, I'm looking for someone with a little bit of experience in recapping. So why don't you go get some of that experience and then and then come back and and um, and we'll we'll bring you on. And um, I I didn't know exactly how to do that or where to do that. I, I didn't know who to talk to. So I just created my own website. <laughs> I just I was like, That's well, right. I, I don't right. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where to do this. So I created my own website, my own brand. It was called the Combat Republic. I was like a. Um, I was trying to do like a military themed, but that didn't really last long. So um, I wanted to be based around combat sports. And I, I recapped exactly one event. And I was like, I, I don't think I can do this. I like to just tell jokes and give my opinions. And um, so I, I, I quit doing that. Why? But I ended up getting enough, you know, readers and stuff like that. My my stuff got a little bit of popularity with the, the Impact fans and stuff like that. So um, Garrett caught wind of that. And then pff, here I am, man, doing a podcast. I, uh, that's actually how I first got to know you. It was as Combat Republic. I didn't even know your name was Mike Gilbert at first. I was like, oh, yeah, I'm talking to this Combat Republic guy on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. It was so funny. Uh, uh, when uh, Garrett and I started talking about me coming on, I was like, dude, the only reason I started the website was to to get a gig somewhere else. But I kind of like being my own boss. I kind of like being in charge of my own stuff and writing whenever I feel like it. But like the whole goal was to get on a page like Fight Game or to, you know, and to get on The Observer. I always wanted to do some writing or podcasting for The Observer. Wink, Josh, if you're listening, Josh. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, th that was the whole goal. And he was like, well, dude, you're doing great. Let's let's come on and let's uh, let's talk some Impact Wrestling on Fight Game Media. Yeah, uh, so that that is kind of funny because because uh, uh, Josh Nason's why I write at the Observer as well. Uh, yeah. They put a call out a few years ago for uh, New Japan recappers, and I I watch New Japan pretty closely, and uh, and so I I tried. Uh, I didn't get it, but then they put me on a short list, and then I then Josh uh, contacted me and said, "How about Lucha Underground?" Which I had to jump through hoops to be able to watch, but I got there uh, <laughs> because uh, we didn't have it in Canada. But I, I, uh, I found a way uh, with uh, I, anyways, I painted a paying for sling through with a VPN to watch it. So, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, but uh, I did it. And uh, and then uh, that transition to when Lucha Underground added, I just kind of filled in for people here and there. Yeah. And then, uh, then I ended up um, uh, then I NWA was starting up with NWA power. And I just emailed Josh and said, how about I do that? So I have a, a weekly gig with you guys. And uh, that's what I've been doing ever since. So, uh, oh, awesome. and, uh, and I've been uh, writing for daily DDT a little bit after the initial email to Josh uh, as well for everything. I 
show recaps, opinions, pieces, that kind of stuff. But that, that's cool, man. Uh, Daily DDT is a big site, man. They got a they got a lot of good writers. I know Sam Shipman's there, and a, a buddy of mine. He's uh, here in he's here in Oahu, uh, named uh, Bruce. Uh, he's a, he's a writer over there. Oh, so. uh, Br- uh, Bruce Lee. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, Bruce. Uh, that, that is his actual name, Bruce yeah. Hazel. Bruce Hazelwood. Uh, oh, cool. Yeah, he's uh, he does stuff with PW Torch as well. Uh, he's yeah. he's a uh, yeah, he's a good friend. I, I yeah. I'm I'm good friends with Bruce. Yeah, he reached out to me recently because I just moved to Hawaii, and I was like, dude, I'm on Hawaii, and uh, we should we should link up. I think me and him are gonna link up sometime soon, so that's gonna be pretty cool. He mentioned that, and uh, me and. Me and uh, Sam both said Mike's a great guy, so you guys should you guys should hang out. So <laughs> oh yeah, yeah definitely, man, definitely. Well, um, well, since you you know you've done your recapping before of Lucha Underground and you've recapped NWA Power, I would say uh, Impact Wrestling has um, some influences from the old Lucha Underground show, some of the stuff that they do, and then of course you know they were you know affiliated with NWA for the longest time. Uh, one of their stars right now is the current NWA champion, and we'll we'll talk about him uh, him later. Later, there's some breaking news on Matt Cardona. Um, but, um, you know, so I, I take it that you're not a regular Impact viewer. I know you have um, watched some of their stuff recently. Um, how, how often are you watching Impact these days? Uh, I tend to check out their big pay-per-views if the main events catch my eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have no problem spending money on an Impact pay-per-view because I know I'll enjoy it. More, more yeah. often than not, more often than not. Um, it's the same thing when it came to Ring of Honor. I didn't watch the weekly TV, but I watched all the pay-per-views for Ring of Honor and all their any special shows they did and stuff like that. I would watch because I knew I was going to ha- enjoy it. Um, so uh, yeah, uh, I, I tend to watch their pay-per-views. I'm not sure the last time I watched Impact, it was before. I I th- uh, don't know if Moose was champion or not, uh, but it, it would have been right around that time. Uh, so yeah. just a few months ago, not not that long, but um, okay. but I, I I as far as it goes, I'm not familiar necessarily with the storylines they're telling. Um, so it's kind of interesting to be able to come in and watch it on a clean slate to see if I can understand the stories they're telling. Yeah, uh, and I had no trouble with this, and I know all the all the wrestlers for the most part. Uh, right, right, cool. Because all the wrestlers, you you see them all over the place, right? Because yeah, yeah. And, Impact and, they don't really lock down their people. The Impact talent can wrestle everywhere, so and they share a lot with uh, the NWA as well. Uh, yeah, and um, and I mean they share with even AEW to a certain extent. So mm-hmm. uh, I uh, I was a big uh, TNA impact TNA wrestling watcher way back in the asylum days and into the first days of impact, uh, which is actually relevant for the intro of the show. Cause uh, oh, I, yeah. saw, I saw you tweet about it. Yeah. But, uh, it brought the intro brought memories back to me uh, of 2005. So yeah. Uh, yeah. It's so funny. Yeah. Cause uh, I, I'm a lot like you. I'm, I'm a old uh, TNA asylum viewer, Nashville fairgrounds days. And then I followed them all through and I, I think, you know, and I, I don't want to bore my audience. I've told the story several times, but I, I watched, you know, pretty much off and on up up until about uh, 2013, 14. And then I took a few years off and then I came back about 2018. And that's kind of when I've been um, watching pretty regular since 2018. But uh, similar to me, although uh, I think I stopped when Hogan, it was before Hogan and Sting at Slammiversary or Bound for Glory or whatever it was. Okay, in uh, so 2011. 2010, 2011? Okay, it was 2011. 2011 yeah. yeah, so I, I stopped watching shortly before that. And then uh, I would watch the occasional pay-per-view or TV episode here and there. 
Uh, but I, I pretty much wasn't watching wrestling at that point anyways. I was just UFC only. And then uh, Brian Danielson brought me back to the WWE in 2014. Oh, and, nice. And uh, it was like, Brian Danielson is the top guy in WWE? What is going on? Uh, it, it, <laughs> my friend invited me over to watch the Royal Rumble that year. And uh, I saw how over Danielson was and how his the fans were chanting his name the entire night. And then they didn't put him in the rumble. (laughs) (laughs) And and I was like, well, I need to see what happens here. So it's funny that WWE screwing something up is what got me back into wrestling. (laughs) That's uh, funny. But then Um, I got got into New Japan after that, and then I've been around ever since. So Right. So we'll we'll go back to the intro. Um, So I am actually – this is going to be kind of funny because I I have been reading uh, The Observer every week on this show, uh, and I use the recappers as the source material. You know, I think they had Antonio Garza for a long time and they just brought in somebody recently and then now you're doing it this week. So I'm going to be reading your words back to you <laughs> uh, on, on some of this stuff. So, <laughs> so, um, so they, they impact opened up uh, with a recap of the violent by design facing Josh Alexander and uh, the Briscoe brothers last week, ending with uh, Eric Young, getting the big victory over uh, Mark Briscoe, uh, gaining some momentum as he heads into Slammiversary. And then we go right in to that uh, TNA 2005 um, TNA, the new face of professional wrestling, I, I thought was just absolutely tremendous. And then they, they cut into the vignette or the, the music video with the old song that they had for TNA for a long time. And uh, with all the, with, but they mixed in the current stars, man. What'd you think of that? Uh, 19 year old Josiah had a dose of nostalgia there. (laughs) (laughs) He brought brought me back to sitting in my university dorm in 2005, trying to, because, uh, it was on, uh, Fox sports net, Fox sports net, I believe. uh, Um, So they were on, so, um, my, my brain is fried. So they were on Fox sports net in Oh, uh, Oh four. And then in fall of Oh five, they moved to spike. That's right. Okay, so uh, I would have been involved because we didn't get that in Canada. The only way for me to watch the Impact pay-per-views was to find downloads for them on the internet in 2004. So (laughs) that's how I watched Impact back then, sitting in my dorm room, uh, just moving away from home uh, at 18, 19 years old. Yeah, I was in my dorm room, but I was in a dorm room in uh, Japan at uh, Yokota Air Base in Japan. I was a, a, a baby airman there, and uh, we got um, – we had – they uh, they had this channel there called um, Star Asia. It was like an English um, sports channel, and they had it on that channel. But then I also had um, – uh, they had cable there on the base, and then we would get Spike TV. The only problem was – is that you would get everything a week later. So if it aired on right. like Thursday of last week, the following Thursday at the same exact time that you would normally <clears> see it would be the show from the previous week. And so they, they just kind of did it that way. Um, or you could you know stay up in the middle of the night and watch it on Star Asia whenever um, they, they would show it on there. So I did actually keep up with it. I was just always a week late, unfortunately. So I, I watched um, TNA was probably my favorite promotion in 2005, 2006 timeframe. I think I started falling out of them around 2007, eight. Um, and, you know, kind of went back to WWE. Uh, actually, right around that time, 2008, I was full-blown UFC. Like, uh, I watched wrestling more as, like, a side thing. I'd catch it every once in a while. But 2008, Brock Lesnar enters the UFC, and then I'm just full-blown. That's all I'm watching at that point. Yeah, I was into UFC in 2007. Uh, it was Randy Couture winning the title that brought me in. 
Oh, nice. Because uh, I was like, the story of this old fella coming out of retirement to win the title yeah. was just... Yeah, I watched... How, how, how is that not the best story? Yeah, oh, I watched that watched that live on Armed Forces Network in Japan when he uh, he won that title against Tim Sylvia in Columbus, Ohio. So I remember yeah, that well. Uh, so the, <laughs> it was actually the USC after that was my first one. But, yeah. uh, but that one I, I watched all the highlights from. They showed the fight on... Uh, the full fight basically on uh one of the spike tv nights and that's when i watched it yeah yeah well that's cool man it's cool going down memory lane and i really like that they're leaning into their tna roots i know that yeah you know you have the tna lol stuff and that stuff does exist and there was a lot of bad stuff for tna but they have a lot of good stuff that they should be proud of then they should have a great history that they should honor um and i like that they're doing that and it's okay to make fun of some of the funny stuff that they did and the ridiculous stuff. And there was plenty, but I, I think that, um, you know, there, there was a ton of good that TNA brought to the wrestling business that we got to enjoy. And I, and I'm really excited that they're actually celebrating that history uh, and, and using that old intro, I think is a great way to do that. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, they, they have so much talent that came through those doors and it would be a shame not to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you you had legends in the business. You've had some of the best young talent at the time uh, just showcased in a national level for the first time. And TNA had its failings because Vince Russo was a terrible booker. Yeah. But but when Russo wasn't involved, there was a lot of good stuff there, especially. And even when he was involved, there was still a lot of good stuff, especially yeah. with the X Division guys. And But I mean, even then, uh, Sting probably had one of the best runs of his career in TNA. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, great. And, and you know he that, that's a remarkable guy who's had like three separate primes in his career <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, yeah but, but yeah like, yeah tna should absolutely celebrate that history uh, embrace who you are um but all us go look to the future which they mm-hmm. are doing very well yeah. Uh, yeah, I, they're, they did a great job on this episode of mixing the past with the present and the future. Um, and they did that with the first match of the night. Uh, you had Mia Yim, uh, who was formerly Jade in TNA, and then she went on to WWE and had a terrible run there, unfortunately. But she's back here at Impact now, and she's got this uh, amazing entrance. I, I love it. And she's got a great theme song that I uh, I think another guy named Josiah made for her, Josiah Williams. I heard oh, that yeah, he made that. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm, not, I'm not sure if he did, but uh, – okay. He's made several uh, several intros uh, yeah. for guys. He's done several in um, AEW as well. Right. Um, ever since WWE got rid of him, which is like, yeah. come on, man. Yeah. This guy's good. <laughs> yeah, he is. And, uh, well, she, she defeated an up-and-coming talent who um, who has a lot of room to grow, but I think she's a very talented uh, lady in Savannah Evans. Um, she's, uh, she's, she's getting to be pretty good, and I could see a lot of the growth in her since she's made her debut just uh, last year. Um, but uh, Yim hit the eat defeat uh, to win, uh, also at the same time fighting off um, – uh, Tasha Steele's on the outside. She got help from Jordan Grace, uh, who looked awesome. She's a little powerhouse. Uh, we also had uh, Deanna Prazo on commentary. What did you think of this first match here? Good. It was a, it was a good match. It was my first view of Yim um, in a while. Um, I, I saw some of her WWE stuff, and and, and to no fault of her own, that failed. Like, right. She, like that would that had nothing to do with her talent. Um, Savannah Evans. That was my first time seeing her. Uh, and like you noted, she's a little green, but but she's uh, Yim did a really good job covering for that and, and making mm-hmm. her look good, which is what you got to do with young talent. And uh, I think Evans is going to be really good. She's she's um, 
got to work on work on her timing a little bit. But outside of that, uh, everything she did looked good, and mm-hmm. uh, she had uh, some good powerhouse moves against Mia Yim. Um, I like that match, uh, I, and uh, Mia Yim, of course, is very good because yes, she's just been around forever. And I know Tasha Steeles. It's very nice to see her getting success in Impact. Yeah, because um, I, I saw her through NWA. Yeah, uh, she was on that show originally. She came over to Impact a couple years ago, and uh, she's really become a star for this promotion. And I'm glad to see that she finally got the title. Yes, yeah, she's uh, she's got a lot of charisma, a lot yeah, of charisma, definitely. Um, speaking of charisma, we got the Shark Boy backstage. <laughs> he was uh, confronted by Eddie Edwards on his treatment of Impact Wrestling with Honor No More. Edwards threatened Shark Boy, saying he didn't know what he was talking about. Then, uh, of all people. Chris Harris from America's Most Wanted. Talk about uh, TNA Roots, one of the great early stars of the TNA days. Um, he stepped in and uh, talked about saying that he was basically willing to fight Edwards. He said he hadn't been around in a while, but he'd throw down with him right now, and then Edwards backed off, and then uh, he consoled Sharkboy at the end of the segment. Uh, yeah, uh, I I didn't know what to think of Sharkboy confronting <laughs> Eddie Edwards, and I'm like, he was on the show a couple weeks ago. He had a uh, match. And I'm guessing he's probably an agent backstage or something like that. Uh, no, that, so he they they recently did a taping in Cincinnati, and that's where he's from. And so, so they brought in – He came in for a few special things. Okay. Yeah, he, he came in for a battle royal, and they taped a bunch of vignettes with him. And, and they're leaning into the TNA stuff, so they're probably – he might even be at Slammiversary, which I think Sharkboy's funny, so bring sure, him Sure, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's, a, he's a great opening comedy act. Yes. Uh, if, you, if you want to get the fans to laugh and smile, uh, he's a good way to heat up the crowd before major stuff, so. Yeah. Uh, I have no problem with Shark Boy. I just thought it was funny. Of all people to to watch, uh, and uh, and of course Chris Harris, I was not expecting. Uh, yeah, that that threw me off guard. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he's working backstage there or not, or they just brought him in for this. But uh, no, they they just they just brought him in, and uh, and we'll get into there. There's a big uh, TNA or Impact Originals match versus Honor No More that got announced, and we'll, I, we'll talk about that after the recap part is over. I, but yeah, I have I have ideas about who that's going to yeah. be. But. There, there are two slots available, and yep. uh, uh, I know who are my two most wanted slots. I'll just leave it at that. But, but that I, a hint, that I, was a hint, I think. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we'll call that foreshadowing, folks. Yeah. Um, NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that it just got easier to be an NFL fan, even if you live far away. Like maybe you like the Bears, but you're hibernating in Panthers territory. But with NFL Sunday Ticket, your out-of-market team is never more than a short distance away, specifically the distance from you to your remote control. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. What's up? It's Kaylee Cuoco. When it comes to travel, we all have a happy place. I just went to my happy place. I just went to Maui, and it was truly amazing. Priceline has always been about getting you to your happy place for a happy price with deals you really can't find anywhere else, like up to 60% off select hotels in Costa Rica or five-star hotels for two-star prices in Cabo. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Next, we go to the Knockouts Tag Team Champions, The Influence, doing their best uh, impression of The Inspiration, who have uh, retired recently. <laughs> but uh, they uh, they walked up to uh, Rosemary, who was just sitting in the dark by herself for some reason, and tried to confront her about how Havoc, her partner, lost to Masha Slamovich. Uh, she she lost in brutal fashion to Masha, so that's why we're not seeing Havoc. In, in Impact, 
when you get when you get beat really bad in a match, you're dead. You sell that for a little bit. <laughs> I I just I, I don't know if you're aware of this, Josiah, because we just saw it in another promotion where a guy got the crap kicked out of him on Sunday, and then with ten power bombs, and then he's back doing work shoot promos on Wednesday, feeling no effects whatsoever. So here in Impact. Um, even even though we we go into the dark realm sometimes we do supernatural stuff you still sell a beating in this promotion which I, which I I which think I is good but, uh, I, Ma- I, was that, I was hoping MJF would come up with a neck brace and like a crutch <laughs> or something like come on you can still do that promo with a neck break and a neck brace at least right uh, <laughs> sorry sorry I don't want to put any heat on AEW fans my bad but uh yeah. um so Ro- Rosemary uh, her partner lost Masha in brutal fashion uh, Rain offered makeup of all things to Rosemary, who's already wearing a ton of makeup. Uh, but then she gave it back and said she'd need it when she bites her face off. Uh, and then uh, crazy Steve and uh, black Tarus came and uh, to her aid and uh, chased the influence away. Um, yeah. What do you think of all uh, this segment? Is this a segment that you're like, man, I wish I wasn't recapping the impact this week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it was short. So yeah. I, I just was like, uh, whatever. Yeah. Uh, the, but the, this was a very TNA segment in in the in a bad way. Uh, yeah. But uh, it was very much so WWE light. Yes. And yes. And, and, uh, and that's that's not what I look for in my wrestling. Right. Uh, when Impact does it, sometimes they do it well. This was not one of those times. Uh, I but I don't get me wrong. I like all the talent involved. Oh, yeah, Rosemary is one of my favorites. She's a uh, she has such um she's very committed to her character uh, yes. which when you have her character you need to be and yeah. and she plays that character very well uh like there, there's no one else that can play that character like her and mm-hmm. uh and so you can do the sports entertainment stuff that's fine uh but yeah you know just it's not really for me uh, that right. but but don't get me wrong there was nothing wrong with the segment it was yeah. not the worst segment i've ever seen uh, i have seen far worse and i would go eh, just whatever uh, i i i i do uh yeah it was just one of those things where it's like eh, well, whatever yeah uh, so i i've gotten so used to it i'm just like meh is impact um and is if it's gonna be stupid keep it short and they they yeah. kept it short that, that's so. one of the that's one of the things that's why it didn't bother me yeah. It wasn't like this was a 10 minute segment. It was like maybe a minute. Right. And yeah. and it was and like, that doesn't waste any time. No. And that, and that's good. And cause I, I will tell you a lot of people love those segments. I, I, that, that watch impact, like a lot of the hardcore, like willing to accept anything impact throws at them. They really love those, the influence in Rosemary. Great. I'm like, do, awesome. do your thing just, but for me, please just keep it short and uh, we're yeah. cool. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I go like, you know what? If you loved it, awesome. I yeah. am so happy for you. <laughs> yeah. uh, more, like more really, power it, to you. Yeah, like if if it's serving its fan base, it may not be for me, but if it, if it serves their fan base, well, what can I say? It worked. <laughs> if it works for them, even if it doesn't work for me, if it works for them, that's fine. I'll tell you what worked for me. Uh, Kenny oh. King and uh, Blake Christian. Boy, I, I loved this match. And I, I'll be honest, I have not been a fan of Kenny King's work since he returned to Impact. Um, and even in this match, I felt like he gassed out at some point during the match. Uh, and I felt like Blake Christian was outworking the guy. Oh, but uh, I, they, they, they had uh, an incredible match. Uh, Kenny King got the victory. Um, but the ma- the match was so good, and all it really made me want was more Blake Christian, and it wanted me to. It was like I was watching this 
thing and he's doing hitting all these incredible moves and i'm like blake should be in the ultimate x like i want yeah. that more now but kenny yep. king still won and i'm just like what the heck is going on here why why can't we just have a uh, blake christian i felt like this was time to call an audible because <laughs> yeah. because uh blake christian was outstanding in this match yeah. that, that was my first time seeing him wrestle i i've known about him forever but i've never oh, really? actually seen him wrestle before Oh and, wow! Uh, and he was—I knew he was good. I knew he yeah. was good. I—I uh, I laughed when I first saw him because he looks like he's a teenager trying to grow wisps of hair on his face. <laughs> but but uh, but he's a really talented young wrestler. He's and, a he's a modern day amazing red. Yeah, in he's many got ways, red hair. He's got all the 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 cool moves, and uh, people love him. He's very you know got kind of a quiet demeanor and persona. Um, great baby face, and yeah, I, I was yeah. just, I'm just blown away by the guy. I, I, I was watching the match, and I was like, this is this guy's so easy to get behind. Mm-hmm. Like he he sells so well. He he was selling so great for everything King did. Uh, Blake Christian was the star of this match, and and don't Blake. get me wrong, Kenny King was fine. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like I said in my recap, Kenny is good. Or uh, King is good, and Christian is a fantastic wrestler, like Christian. Yeah. Uh, and uh, uh, man, um, he he played this really well over everything that he did. And they really highlighted Blake Christian, but it's like we got to pull the trigger at some point to make this guy a star. And uh, yeah, that may that may have been the start of it. I I, w- <laughs> I would want this guy in Ultimate X. Yeah, I and so I I think the problem is is Blake Christian's not signed here. Uh, and Kenny King, Kenny King is Blake Fair Christian is, is probably and smartly keeping his options open because you know that uh, Tony Khan is going to be handing out those Ring of Honor contracts, the K H A N T R A C T S contracts uh, for that Ring of Honor startup. So, and he was on yeah. the the Ring of Honor pay per view um, last what in April. So, um, oh wait, I did see him wrestle better. Never yeah, but it was a it was a short short match. Uh, yeah, it was in the uh, pre show, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he he didn't do much there, but uh, I think you know you get one whiff of this guy, and I'm like, he is um, he's everything that you would want. And in the X division, I'm I'm a full believer that Impact should make getting him under contract a priority before Tony Khan does, because you know Khan's going to get him. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you would be insane not to try to sign this guy. Yes, yeah. he's too good. Absolutely. Uh, here, you know, we'll, we'll go to the end here. So what I what I do is sometimes just to give you a, a brief rundown. I will, if the match is worth it, I will actually do a little bit of play by play, using the source material from the Observer, which you have written. So f- please don't mind me while I just read your words back to you. But Christian started to come back. That saw him do a low uh, one nine and then a half uh, and half suplex for a two count. Christian had a standing frog splash for a two count. And then King hit a blockbuster for another two count. Lost two counts here. King hit a spinebuster for a two count. Uh, Christian rolled up the King with a cradle, uh, uh, but kicked up and kicked King in the head, which was awesome. It was a great move. Uh, Christian hit a kick that left King draped on the top rope facing the outside. Uh, so he did a frog splash off the corner onto King's back and then crashed onto the floor. That was King, brutal. That oh, my God. It was brutal. brutal. Yeah. And then King grabbed the ropes uh, on the on the pinfall, barely escaping. Christian missed a 450 splash, which was a brutal again, but uh, rolled up King with several pinfall attempts. Christian went for the 450 splash again, but King got the knees up and hit a dragon suplex before hitting the royal flush for the pin and the victory. Excellent, excellent match. Uh, everybody should go out of the way to watch this match. Yeah, it was it was really good. If if I had to give it a star rating, I'm not going to play Big Dave, but if yeah. I if I had to give it a star rating, I'd give it a four and a quarter. Uh, yeah, easy. that was it. Was a really good match. 
Easy, easy four and a quarter. Uh, next, we got a video that aired for the next competitor in Ultimate X. It's uh, Jack Evans, and I thought the the cool thing, he's a former AEW talent, I thought was really cool is that they actually used AEW footage in the introduction. So yeah. it shows that the Impact AEW relationship continued. Like, it went away for a little bit, but it seems like they're they're back working together again. You know, they just had Praza and Morrissey on Dynamite, and then um, and then you got Kazarian that's been on Impact lately, and now you got Jack Evans, who I I don't know if he signed here in Impact, and we'll get more into Jack Evans' talk later, but um, I just thought that was cool that they used the AEW footage to intro Jack Evans. And and nice that Evans is a former AEW talent, and AEW was more than happy to give them the footage. Yeah, like, that's like, cool. Because he's not under AEW contract anymore. Right. Uh, and uh, I, I thought that was great. Uh, and they then if they wanted to, too, they can go back to uh, Jack Evans' brief stint in Team Canada Yes, mm-hmm. he was in Team Canada, I believe, at one point. Oh, yeah. Uh, He's done some Ultimate X matches, too, uh, in the past, I believe. Uh, it was very, uh, Maybe it wasn't Team Canada. I don't know why he would have been in Team Canada. but, uh, oh, but it was He, he is a Canadian, times. right? No, he's not. He's from Washington. Uh, oh. W- Washington State. He's uh, Seattle. That's basically uh, Canada. Uh, might, might as well be Vancouver. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, he, uh, I actually I think the place he's from is Parkland, Washington. Oh, okay. Uh, which is like, uh, I, anyways, um, that's how he ended up being trained pretty much. Well, he says trained. Uh, he was trained in Canada by Tim Flowers, but Brian Alvarez is the one who taught him how to work. So, right. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Jack, Jack has been around forever. And uh, I first saw him in Ring of Honor uh, in 2004, 2005. And he, he's great. He's a great high flyer. No one, no one is quite like Jack Evans. That's how I'll put yeah. it. Yep. So yep. that's a good addition to that match. It is, and uh, I made the the tweet, which got some fanfare. I said, uh, "Botchamania, you're on high alert, sir, for this match with uh, Jack <laughs> Evans, because uh, uh, he is crazy, and uh, he's and he's going to mess something up. He always does, but he's a fun to watch regardless. And, so. and somehow he turns it into, like he'll mess it up, but he makes it work." Yeah, like he'll just be in midair and then he'll twist the wrong way, crash and burn, and then get up later and just do it again and keep going. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next, we got W. Morrissey backstage. Uh, he's with Bupinder Singh and Singh offered to help Morrissey, but Morrissey looked to his right and there was PCO going nuts, hitting some equipment crates. <laughs> he was and then Morrissey said that he'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. So laugh. Uh, you know, you, you've been away, you know, JD has a saying, he said, there is no perfect, there's no perfect marriage. There is no marriage more perfect than the one between PCO and impact. They're, they're like a a match made in heaven, the promotion and the PCO character. He, I felt like he was not good in ring of honor. Um, and I was not really an avid ring of honor watcher, but I was like, that just doesn't make sense. He makes perfect sense in impact. And, uh, um, but yeah, he, this was this is a, it was a dumb segment, but I liked it. It was it was one of those stupid segments that were just funny. Yeah. Uh, well, it's it's just because PCO's PCO. Yeah. Right? You know, you can never get anyone panning a camera over and hitting crates like that that would be as great and entertaining as PCO is doing it. Uh, <laughs> like like all, all he was doing is hitting equipment crates and going ah. <laughs> That's so crazy. Uh, pro wrestling's the best. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, next, we got uh, Rich Swan defeating uh, Matthew Raywalt uh, to retain the Digital Media Championship. Okay, so this is this is funny. So 
um rich swan actually beat and they they showed it on uh, impact plus earlier this week he defeated matt cardona to win the title um over the weekend at a pro wrestling revolver show right yes. but because impact their tapings that th- this show was taped almost a month ago where that match hadn't happened yet so so, so they the did the story with it. Matt Cardona stole the title. That way they can explain away why Rich Swan is on impact without the title. Without the title. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you know what? That's, that's, that's so WCW Saturday night, 1993. But I, you know what? I got to give them credit. That was a creative way to get they, out of that. They tried. And it, and, it's, and it makes sense that Cardona would steal the title because it's <laughs> yeah. Matt Cardona. Yeah. Uh, it, yeah. That, that works perfectly. Actually. That explains what I was like. Is it just like a, a conceptual title that exists in your head. <laughs> no, I could have no. swore it was physical. <laughs> yeah. And Rich Swan's a digital media championship. Funny thing about Rich Swan, he doesn't have social media and that's what the title's about because <laughs> it's typically defended on social media on, or on impact plus or on YouTube or Twitter. They'll show the matches through, through, through there. Rich Swan doesn't actually have uh social media right now. That's <laughs> so, incredible. Yeah. He's like juice Robinson, no social media. That's fantastic. I love it. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, they, you know, they had, they had an okay match. Uh, I'm not the biggest fan of Ray Walt's work, uh, but I thought Rich Swan was great, and uh, uh, it was a, f- a fun little match. That makes me wonder. Uh, that actually made the, the trash talking in the match from uh, Matt, uh, Ray Walt appropriate because he was like, you're not the real digital media champion and things like that. Right. Th- yeah. In the match, unless I misheard him. Yeah, no, I, I think they actually might have planned it out well, but because this match was actually taped before he won before the title. Happened. Yeah, okay. so they, they had this all planned out. Wow, that's a, that's impressive foresight. <laughs> yeah, be- because Cardona was not at this set of tapings. Right. So he, he was booked somewhere else, so he couldn't be there. So they actually Probably had to get the title anyway. off of him at an indie show. Mm-hmm. And so they, but they planned it out well. I thought it was a creative way to do it. Very creative, very creative. And it makes sense to do it at Sammy Callahan's promotion. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, a recap aired of a BTI that's a before the impact. Uh, oh, you know what? You, we missed the gimmick because I don't think it was a recapped earlier, but uh, um, uh, a BTI, Alicia Edwards defeated Renee Michelle. And that was talking BTI, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for talking BTI with us. Sorry, that's the gimmick every week whenever they, the recap usually starts off with BTI. Um, when they say what happened on there, usually at the beginning, and then we make fun of the fact that nobody actually watches BTI. Um, <laughs> and then uh, <laughs> I actually watched it. Oh, you did? Yeah, because, well, it was, it was just because I, I knew Impact was going to start soon after it. So I was like, it's on. I might as well just put it on in the background while I get ready to, uh, to take notes. And yeah. uh, I didn't pay much attention, but I had it on. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, uh, and then Masha Slamovich came out and uh, handed her a piece of mail. It turns out that it was uh, Edwards' face with a red X on it. So Masha wants to beat her up uh, next. So I, I laughed uh, with this because uh, the interviewer, uh, Gia, she asked her, what does this mean? And Aisha goes, I don't know. <laughs> and then Giselle Shaw has to show up and say, well, Masha's going to kill you. That's what like, that means, dummy. I'm pretty sure a big red X across a picture of me is an indication <laughs> someone wants to kill me. So. Yeah. <laughs> Alicia Edwards, everybody, big dumb dumb. I, well, I was like, if she's a baby face, she's a really dumb baby face. Oh, she's definitely a dumb baby face. That's been Alicia Edwards for 10 years, so... <laughs> um, no, next, I don't have much experience with her as a worker, so uh, yeah, you're, uh, but, you're, 
you're better off without so <laughs> uh next uh, the 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 good brothers came to ringside and they were talking about how great they are and they wanted to uh talk about how they're going to beat up the uh, the Briscoe brothers at uh, Slammiversary and they said before that they wanted to do their top 10 impact moments and this went on forever they they had 10 which was their 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 debut in impact uh, then they showed them beating uh, Ethan Page to show them uh, uh, defeating Finn Juice, I think, at one point. And then they get to like number six, and it's them beating the Good Brothers or them beating the Briscoe Brothers. And they get to number five, it's the same. Number four, it's the same. Number three, same. Two. And then finally, f- for the love of God, finally, the Briscoes came out. And I want to say at that moment, because I was getting so annoyed by this segment, I was like, this is entirely too much Good Brothers on my television. And then at that moment when the Briscoe brothers came out, I like I got happy and excited, and I was just like, you know what? What they did worked. I got worked by the Good Brothers. They annoyed me so much. This thing drug on for so long that it actually made me, even though I'm a Briscoe brothers fan, I love those guys. I was actually even more excited than I normally am to see them come out to beat these guys up. So I want to yeah. say kudos to Impact, kudos to the Good Brothers. I'm tough on those guys, <laughs> uh, but I think what they did actually worked uh, in this right. segment. Yeah, it was a good segment, uh, and they had a, a quick little brawl uh, yeah. with the Briscoes coming out on top, but the Good Brothers running away before really anything could be decisively solved. Nice little way to set up the pay-per-view. Uh, and typically, you don't have the baby face uh, stand tall before the pay-per-view, but there's time next week to get some heat on the Briscoes. So yeah. um, I, I liked it. Uh, I also laughed when Gallows was talking about... Uh, the when they were talking about their championship, it was so annoying from Carl Anderson. <laughs> and he's like, They're champions in with Grace and Pigs, and they were doing southern <laughs> accents and things like that. Yeah, uh, and, and I was like, This is not funny, uh, which no. is the point, which is the yeah. point. Yeah, uh, and then uh, Gallo said, No other team in the world had their Lynn age. Lineage, <laughs> and, and he meant lineage, uh, but he yeah. said lineage, uh, which I had to note specifically because it was funny. Uh, that <laughs> that that did make me laugh, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, the Jay and Mark Briscoe are great. They're yeah. they're exceptional talents, uh, and there there's no one like the Briscoes. Just like how I said, there's no one like PCO, and there's no one like Rosemary. Mm-hmm. Uh, like no one else could be Rosemary but her. No one else could be PCO but him. And no one else can be the Briscoes but the Briscoes. Yeah. Uh, and I think that right now, I think Impact is a good company for the Briscoes. I really did want them to go to AEW because I wanted them to get that money. Because I think that if they went to AEW, they could have been right up there with FTR and those tag teams oh, and the Young easily. Bucks and stuff. Day, day um, one. Day one. Yeah. But, you know, and we and I've already ad nauseum talked about the controversy, and uh, I'm, I'm very big, and I know you are too, on grace and forgiveness. And so um, I, I, um, I still am harping on that, but I think Impact is a good company for the Briscoe Brothers, um, yeah. as we'll talk about later with you know W. Morrissey. I, I think they're going to shine as, a char- as characters here. I really do. Because yes. uh, yeah. their, their work speaks for itself, but here they're not going to wrestle every week. They're going to cut uh, tons of promos. And um, I, I think that their character work is really going to get strengthened by being in this company, and I'm excited for that. And and Jay, Jay and Mark are already fantastic promos, amazing because, because they're so unique. Yeah, like 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 typically you wouldn't look at these guys the way they talk. You would think it would be a good promo, but it works because it's them. Yep. Uh, and uh, that's why, yeah, uh, I think Impact's a great place for them. I, I do. I wish they signed with AEW as well. 
um, because, well, just because the matches, like yeah. the, the, these guys are exceptional and I want to see the Briscoes against the young bucks for the 10 billionth time. Why? Because it's <laughs> awesome every time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I, I think, you know, I think they got a lot of good matchups here in impact and, uh, and as a guy with an impact podcast, Hey, I love the Briscoes and I'm happy they're here. I'm glad yes. they're here. So this yeah, is it's a great place for them and they're going to be able to help the young guys too, because <laughs> They're they're so they're not even that old, but they're super experienced. Oh gosh, uh, they've been around since they were what for 16? over twenty years. So like sixteen, 16 yeah, yeah. No. Uh, and they're only in their mid thirties. Um, yeah, and uh, you know you you get them in there with the Good Brothers. That'll be a great match. You get mm-hmm. them in there, Motor City Machine Guns again. Oh my gosh, match. yeah. Put yep. them in OGK. there with some of the young guys. OGK would be great. Uh, they've yeah. already had great matches with the Kingdom. So yeah, yeah. Yep. Uh, next, we got Impact World Champion Josh Alexander. He was backstage talking about how Eric Young didn't concern him, and he was uh, wasn't surprised he won last week. He said he's working hard to prepare to keep the Impact Championship because Eric Young is a former champion and not a joke. I like how they're building up the credibility of the challenger here. By the way, because many people that Eric Young is legit. Yeah, yeah, because he had been a tag team guy for a long time. And uh, hadn't really done a lot of singles matches lately, so you got to re-educate the audience that he is um, a contender and a threat to this title. Um, and then Violent by Design came up to Alexander and attacked him before security pulled him apart. Um, oh, what's oh? This is a funny line by Old Josiah. Impact went to the Kevin Dunn School of Production for this segment as the camera was shaking so violently during the brawl. I felt dizzy. <laughs> and I don't get motion sick. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, I did. I did notice that too. And only a few seconds, so it's better than three hours of that. So yeah, that, that's pretty. That's a good yeah. observation by you. That's pretty funny. I, um. I had. I had to. I was like, I couldn't see what happened as soon as they started fighting, and I, I was yeah. like, I started getting dizzy, and it was like. <laughs> I'm watching Raw. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Uh, and then, then they cut to Alexander. He's uh, with Scott Demore, and he asks for a match next week against Big Joe Doring. Uh, and Scott Demore smartly says, "What are you thinking? He's been undefeated for two years, and he's humongous." But uh, he said he wants to take him out uh, next week, so that way he didn't have to deal with him at the Slam anniversary. So there's a little bit of strategy going on with old uh, Josh Alexander. But I have been wanting to see Alexander and Joe Doring go at it for two years. And I'm finally going to get it next week, and I'm very excited about that. Has Doring been undefeated for two years? He has not been pinned or submitted or anything. He's lost in tag team matches, but he's yeah. never been the one to get pinned. Yeah. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, do you go for the non-finish next week, or do you have uh, Alexander beat him? If I'm booking, and I got you know one of the biggest pay-per-views coming up, and uh, Joe Doring is not going to be a contender for the title anytime soon, I go ahead and beat him. I beat yeah. him. Yeah, that's what I would do. And it would establish Alexander as a real threat, uh, like yeah. th- th- that he's not just a transitional champion this time. He's he's going to take it to everybody. Yeah. Now, now I, I say that knowing that if if they do want to do this match on um, on one of their monthly Impact Plus specials, or even I don't think it would do well on pay per view because I don't think Joe Doring's a big enough name. But if they did it on one of their monthly app specials, um, if they do want to do that match later, um, uh, I would save the finish and I would just do a schmoz, right? Um, but yeah, if they're yeah. not planning on ever going to that match, just beat the guy, right? Because he's mainly a tag team guy anyway. If uh, if they're going to do that match later. Give Alexander a visual pinfall or submission. Yeah. Uh, with the ref distracted by Violent Pie Design. And and then you can go to it later. Uh, yeah. But but I, I think Alexander needs at least a visual pinfall on this one or a visual submission. 
Right. I gotcha. Um, next, we got Honor No More, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. Uh, they should just call him OGK. What are they doing? Um, <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, well, yeah. And they have OGK on their tights, but I was like, oh, right. Honor No More. Okay. Sometimes they refer to them as the kingdom, sometimes OGK, and then, uh, but when they come out, they're called Honor No More. But there uh, was Eddie Edwards. Uh, they defeated uh, uh, Heath and Kazuyuki Fujita. I mean, I'm sorry, Rhino. My bad, Rhino. Um, <laughs> oh, you got the joke. Thank you. For, thank you for laughing at my joke. I appreciate it. That, that, that usually pisses JD off, but... <laughs> <laughs> um so th- this match this match was okay this was really more about the the after aftermath of the match where they actually they pulmonized uh, rhino's yes. knee effectively taking him out um and as if you have been watching rhino in 2022 you can tell the guy's got some knee troubles anyway he has a lot of a lot of tough time walking and, and uh working in the ring but uh they they took him out and then uh Kazarian and the motor city machine guns uh, came out to fight off honor no more and uh, save the day there. It is funny because Rhino's work still looks good in the ring. Oh yeah, uh, like like, but he's that that kind of vet where it's just like, well, I'm hurting, but I'm gonna do it. Yeah, and uh, he's a lot like uh, uh, Tanahashi in that regard, uh, mm. but not that he's as good as Tanahashi because oh, no. Uh, no, well, pretty much no one is. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, he's he's the kind of guy that where you, you know he's a he's a good solid hand, and you're gonna get a solid match out of him whenever. Uh, and uh, Heath. He seemed to get gassed in this one. Uh, yeah, you know, I'm glad that you said that. I'm glad that you noticed that because I've been saying that about Heath, and people are like, "Oh, he's just selling and this and that." And I'm like, I think the guy just might be out of shape. I don't know. I, but he's been back for a while. He's been back since Bound for Glory, so I, I don't understand what what's going on with this guy. But there's something going on with him. Yeah, and and that's why I noted he wasn't very good in the match. I was kind of surprised because he was significantly better in WWE working yeah. and, well, and really in a more freer environment impact, he should probably be doing at least the same. Well, he did suffer a really severe injury that put him on the shelf for over a year. Uh, okay. Um, that will do it. And so oh, right. He, was that, was that was a neck injury, right? No, it was um like, he had like three different surgeries. I don't think it was on his neck, but it was like on his ad abs, like oh, an abductor. Yes, yes, yes. And then he had like a, a couple of other things that he had to get fixed at the same time. So he was on the shelf for a year uh, he ended up returning at Bound for Glory last year, but he didn't really start wrestling until November. But he's been back since November, and uh, he's like his physically, he looks like he's in shape. But there's, and then he ended up getting COVID, and that took him out. And that's uh, not going to help the stamina. No, no. And I, as somebody that fought off COVID, I remember for like two or three weeks after that, I could barely breathe. Uh, I couldn't do any type of exercising. So, um, but that you know that was back in uh, February, I think. So because he he did headline a show against the Moose. Um, and um, I, you know, I felt like he gassed out in that match too. So, um, and, and, yeah, there's, something's going on with that guy. I don't know what it is. In saying that, when I said he didn't look good in this match, I just meant he look, doesn't look good in the match. I like Heath. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, so it was just unusual. Uh, like he didn't look his normal self. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, and the and next I, week, oh, after the break, Rhino was loaded into an ambulance, and Heath yes. left with him. And then uh, Kazarian and the Guns asked to fight on and no more. And Scott Demore asked them to find two other people to join them in a fight to settle the score at Slammiversary. So you're going to have the Impact slash TNA Originals taking on Honor No More uh, at Slammiversary. And um, we got two mystery partners, which save it, Josiah, for the Patreon. We will save it. We for will. The Patreon we will. We'll, we'll do it. We're going to get. Uh, we're going to guess. We're going to try to guess this and see what see what uh, we can come up with. I liked um, uh, Rhino selling in yeah. that angle. Like yep. he sounded like he was dying. Uh, yeah. Uh, which is good. You should. You pulmonize mm-hmm. a guy. It's a serious angle. Mm-hmm. Good. I liked it. 
Yeah, no, I, I thought I thought that was I thought like I didn't really care for the match too much. You know, I'll I'll, be, I'll say I thought Taven and Bennett looked fantastic actually in the match, and the crowd was with Rhino. They I don't think they cared about Heath so much, but I felt like they were really with Rhino, and yeah. they were on their feet and they were going crazy for the after attack. So I would say the thing as a whole, and then you from start to finish of the match to the, the angle in the ambulance to say as a whole, I thought it was a pretty effective segment uh, yeah. with the the wrestling in the match not being uh, as good as I would have liked it to have been. And really it was secondary to the angle afterwards, uh, yes. which was a really good heat angle. So, yep, absolutely. Uh, so I, I, I thought I it was really liked it. Yeah, pretty effective, and it's leading to a match that I'm very interested in. So good, uh, good on Impact for that. Um, next, we got Tom Hannafin. He ran down Slammiversary card, which now includes um, Jack Evans in the Ultimate X match and the uh, the Ten Man Tag match with Honor No More. So uh, next week we got uh, Tennille Dashwood versus Rosemary. That match should be. A- um, we got Impact World Champion Josh Alexander versus Joe Doring, which uh, be still my heart, ladies and gentlemen. That is a dream match for me. Um, uh, uh, somebody that went back and did a lot of research on Joe Doring's matches in uh, All Japan Pro Wrestling. I am very much looking forward to that match. Um, and then we also got uh, Eddie Edwards, Matt Taven, and Mike Bennett versus Frankie Kazarian and the Motor City Machine Guns, and they should tear the house down. There is no way that match is going to be bad. <laughs> like, no, no, like it has money written all over. Catastrophically go wrong for that match to be bad. Like they all tear <laughs> their quads at the same time or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, so for the main event here, we got we got Moose and Macklin uh, taking on Morrissey and PCO. And um, I thought that this was a very good match and a very good way to close the show this week. Um, Macklin, um, Macklin looked in, looked incredible here. I, I think that he's a guy that they're really getting behind. Um, they also connected the uh, the Moose and um, and Sammy Callahan feud, so they're furthering that along. But I got to say, one of my favorite parts of the match wasn't even, and my favorite competitor in the entire match was PCO. Uh, and I absolutely loved his entrance. The the French Canadian Frankenstein with the music. They that was the debut of that. They had not done that before. Oh, so that, really? that was the okay. first time that they had used that. Um, I, I thought that was just awesome. I thought Morrissey looked great, and we're gonna talk about Morrissey's future here in a little bit. But um, you know, what'd you think of the the main event here? And uh, what'd you think what what do you think about the the show as a whole? Uh really great match to close the show. Um I haven't seen much of Moose since his Ring of Honor days, I admit. Uh I've seen uh, some of his big matches and impact and he's always been good, but he looked really good in this match. He was tremendous, Uh, right? Yeah, uh, absolutely tremendous. Like ring general level tremendous. Um, He he's gotten very good. And, uh, and he has that, that he has a superstar aura to him. And like, like when he comes out with his awesome theme music and, and uh, like, how can you hear that theme music and not get hyped from right? And oh, then he yeah. takes he takes the robe off and he looks like a modern day Lex Luger. You know, he's just absolutely shredded. You just, know, yeah, exactly. Uh, and just got that superstar look to him. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Macklin, Macklin was fantastic in this match. Uh, it was clearly designed to highlight him uh, mm-hmm. and put him over as a major guy. And uh, Morrissey, of course, is a, a great redemption story because mm-hmm. uh, his he's improved so much since he left WWE. <sighs> And and since he dealt with the issues that he struggled with, which are right. very well known, um, but yeah, he's uh, just a great main event, really fun. PCO, of course, is PCO. Yeah, yeah, he was. Like, yeah, 
if, if you love how wacky PCO is, you're going to like this match because he was <laughs> all over it too. Uh, right. And uh, he had a, uh, he worked really well with Morrissey. Uh, it's too bad uh, Morrissey is leaving impact as we discussed, but as we're going to discuss on Patreon. Yes. Uh, yes. But, uh, but him and PCO made a good team and uh, the PCO with the, uh, the tope into the, not the tope, the suicide dive into the cannibal homicides style. Yeah. Uh, suicide dive. That was awesome. Yeah, Sorry. man. You forget this guy's in his mid fifties. <laughs> He's been around since the nine, the eighties. I watched him as a kid and with the Quebecers. Same, the Mounties. same. Yeah, uh, and I'll never forget his match at In Your House with Bret Hart. Yes, uh, that match. Jean Pierre awesome. Lafitte. Yes, yeah. <laughs> the match over a leather jacket. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so we'll we'll actually we'll actually do some play by play here, man. We'll read some of your work here. But uh, PCO hit a flipping senton off the top rope on the apron onto Macklin. Which was insane, according to Josiah. Uh, it was insane, absolutely. Uh, then the uh, PCO hit a belly to belly on Moose before hitting a diving headbutt off the middle rope. Macklin broke up the pinfall attempt, and PCO hit a cannonball through the middle rope onto both men. That move right there got me out of my feet. I, I thought that was just awesome. I popped. Uh, I, I it, was, it was an audience of one in my living room, but I popped. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, PCO. PCO went for a moonsault on Moose, of all things, a, you know, almost 60-year-old guy. Uh, but Moose rolled out of the way. Moose and PCO leveled each other with clotheslines, but PCO sat right up and tagged out to Morrissey. Moose and PCO ended up going over the top rope with a cactus clothesline from PCO. Then Macklin hit a spear on Morrissey, who was in the tree of woe, and then hit a low shot on PCO before hitting Morrissey with a double-arm DDT, the cactus uh, double-arm DDT, for the pinfall. Just a great, great match. Um, Macklin and PCO brawled until Moose took him out with a spear. Lights went out. Come back on, and Sammy Callahan in the ring. Uh, Moose went to go hit a spear, but then uh, Sammy Callahan nailed him with a baseball bat. And then the show closed with Sammy Callahan telling the camera that this will never be over between him and Moose. Just great, great stuff. Great way to end a pretty solid show. Um, what? So I, I know your final thoughts are written in form here, but just verbalize. What did you think of the overall show? Sure. Uh, I really enjoyed it, actually. Uh, and because of that six man tag, I'm probably going to watch again next week. Oh, uh, nice. Uh, I, I really enjoyed this episode of impact. Uh, yeah. it was, it was very easy to watch, uh, which is probably one of the best compliments I can give to a wrestling show. If, if, if I feel it doesn't drag anyway, or, and the action was entertaining storylines, uh, I, I'm not too invested in the stories yet, but give it time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now that I have access to actually watch Impact easily, uh, I don't see why I can't put it on on Thursday night and just, uh, you know, go about my business and have it on the TV while while uh, while I'm there. And, yeah. Because uh, uh, I, I have two computers. So I, I have one computer for, <laughs> uh, for work and one computer for streaming and stuff like that. And uh, so right. I'll just put the computer up to stream on the TV and uh, I'll do work while I, while I watch. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's uh, – it's a really, it was a really good show. I thought a really good show this week. Good, yeah, man. I I thought it was a really strong show. On paper, I did not think that it was going to be very good. Um, there were some matches that I just didn't think that would be very good. And uh, honestly, there was there wasn't other than a couple of backstage segments. There wasn't really anything on the show that I didn't like. And I'm usually kind of a complainer. So I was like, yeah. I was like, wow, they, they, I think they did a great job. And then the, the crowd there in Orlando, Florida, they got, they, uh, they finally returned to the Orlando area. I think it's called a town called Kissimmee. Um, there, I thought the crowd was pretty lively. They were up for everything. Um, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Overall, a, a very good show yeah. for me and uh, top to bottom. And as far as promoting their pay-per-view goes, 
I know all the top matches on the pay-per-view now. Mm-hmm. I know I know there's the the uh, Eric Young versus Josh Alexander. There's the Queen of the Mountain match. Uh, there is an Ultimate X match. Uh, there's the Honor, Honor No More 10 Men Tag. And uh, I believe there's one other that I'm forgetting. Good Brothers and Briscoe Brothers. Good Brothers and Briscoes. Yep. Uh, is Moose involved in a match as well yet? Uh, well, I they're I think they're leading us towards a Sammy Callahan match. Yeah, that's right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So, like, that's off the top. I watched one episode and I know all most of that already. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Great job promoting for your pay per view. Like, great job, Impact. Great job, Tom Hannafin, who I think is uh, yes. one of the better announcers out there right now. Yes, uh, he's he's still got a little of that WWE style of talking in in his voice, mm-hmm. but but he's. Um, he's very good at running down the stories and how we need to know them. Yeah. Uh, like he kept me aware and caught up with things. He would reference this happened last week during a match. So I never felt like I was lost watching the show. Right. Uh, I felt very much so aware of the storylines, even though I have not watched an impact in months. And yeah. uh, that, that's a great credit to him as an announcer. And anchoring the desk without his uh, normal colleague there because uh, Matt was wrestling. Um, and uh, so he had constant guests throughout the night and constantly helping them tell the story of their upcoming match or the future. Mm-hmm. Excellent announcing. Excellent announcing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think I think that he's super underrated, man. Um, and uh, he's a great, great announcer and a, a great, great show. And that is, so if you're listening to us right now on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or wherever you get your podcast for free, uh, that's going to do it for us this week. Um, but if you want to join us, head over our, for our, our premium segment. Where we're going to go over some news. We're going to talk some uh, Morrissey. We're going to go over some Slammiversary matches and give some predictions there with a Josiah. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about, about Matt Cardona and... And then a uh, a female talent that we all kind of thought was coming to impact has detoured uh, to another promotion. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit. Um, so if you want to listen to that, go to uh, patreon.com slash fight game media and subscribe to fight game media plus today. It's only $5 a month, everybody. Um, and uh, you get this extra content every single week. So, um, so free feed, see you later and Patreon members stick around. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.